Hey everyone, Misaligned is back this week. We have a bit of a different episode for you. Today we have fellow modern vinyl writer Kelly Tansel Suddeth. I did say that right, you know, not mispronouncing <laughs> any names here today, but Kelly, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. And today we're going to talk about some of our anticipated summer releases, even though some of them are coming out, you know, like this week and in two weeks, which technically isn't summer, but we are putting them in here because a lot of the June releases will typically just be played all throughout the summer. And, you know, most people might not even listen to them the day they are released. A lot of them will probably hit the radio or something, especially for some of the albums that we are going to be talking about and we are going to talk about a couple albums that Callie and I have in common here. So we are going to start this off with Lord's Melodrama. Callie, what is the main reason you are looking forward to this album? And it's out on June 16th. Well, I'm a big fan of pop and I think that Lord, when um, Pure Heroin came out in, I guess it was 2013. Um, I know that, or I was one of many who was so impressed by her unique style and that was such a strong release and, um, has been impatiently sort of waiting for what she has next. And then when green light came out uh, a few months ago, I think it was a few months ago now. Yeah. It seems like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it was really nice to hear that she was back and, it was such a promising single that I'm really looking forward to seeing what she has in store and to seeing what melodrama is like in its completion because pure heroin flowed so well just between tracks. I'm right. excited to see if, and I'm expecting it to be as good as that. Yeah. It's sort of the same situation with me because four years is sort of a very long time to go in between releases, especially when you have one that does as well as Pure Heroin. You know, I think part of it was that at the time she was so young and I don't know if too many people really saw this coming. It was like she was one of those artists that came out of nowhere and just blew up so quickly that I think just from listening to Green Light and I believe the second single was Liability, there's I haven't even listened to that yet yeah I th I think it was I don't even know when it came out I feel like some of these albums have had such weird strategies sometimes because you know a album we will talk about next it has a very large lead time and I'm just like okay what are they gonna do with all this time but this has two singles out and they both sound a lot more mature in the songwriting, at least for me, than Pure Heroin did. And I think that has a lot to do with that four-year gap that Lord sort of had all of this time to figure out what she wanted to do for her next album and just, you know, grow as a person. So I think that is something that will also make this album very interesting to listen to in full. Yeah, I totally agree. And since you haven't, listen to liability when you did listen to green light did you sort of get this sense that you know she was keeping things a little bit the same but at the same time still improving on what she had with pure heroin yeah i mean there are definitely um you know remnants or for lack of a better term of pure heroin in the track but it struck me because it was so upbeat 
And um, a lot of pure heroin was just very mellow. So I think it's definitely going to be, you know, she's evolving as an artist, as one does. And um, it's not going to be like a carbon copy of the sounds on pure heroin. But I heard some of that, like a nod to the 2013 release. Right. But also, I guess, a new take or a new, like, not new direction, because that sounds pretty drastic, but... It feels sort of just like a refresh on her sound, basically. Refresh. That's a good... Yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. So since you haven't listened to Liability, I highly suggest you do that, because, you know, what I did here was I went through and listened to the two singles, and then I listened to, you know, some of the singles from the other stuff I'll be talking about today, and... Mm-hmm. I hadn't really listened to her singles that much. I maybe listened to each of them once because I'm much more of a sit and listen to albums kind of person. So when yeah. singles come out, I'm like, all right, I'll hit play on it. And, you know, if I like it, I might not even listen to the whole song. You, you know, I might listen to like 30 seconds of it and be like, okay, okay, I can wait for the album. I'm just going to wait for the album and then I will get the full picture of everything. So the only time I really seem to listen to singles is when I'm listening to some of the curated playlists on Apple Music. And for whatever reason, I tend to just kind of immediately go to country music instead of trying to listen to all of these, you know, newer pop artists (laughs) that I might not have heard of and everything like that. And even with country music, there's so many new people right now that I'm just like, this is so overwhelming. Just give me stuff I already know I like Mm -hmm. sort of thing. So listening to new pop singles is not something I am great at, but I'm glad I gave these ones another listen. And with the album being out in just over two weeks, you know, we won't have to wait too much longer. But why don't we go ahead and move on to our second album in common, which is Mania by Fallout Boy. And this one is like a true end of summer release because it's not out until September 15th. So only Young and Menace has been released from this, right? Yeah, I think so. I feel like I haven't heard much since they released this. And even this song, it feels like it was already a month ago, maybe. Yeah. So when you when you listened to the song, what did you what were your first impressions of where you think this album's going to go? I'm very, very interested in seeing where this album goes, mainly because I wasn't the biggest fan of Young and Menace. I am a big fan of Fall Out Boy and um I really for the most part, appreciate how they have evolved as a group and then still remain some sort of semblance to their original, just sort of like pop punk sound. But Young and Menace was very hard to tell, in my opinion. Like, I'm not sure how to phrase this. It uh, Was it a little off-putting to you at first yeah, because you yeah. weren't sure then if the whole album would sound like that or not? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And um, I I think Fall Out Boy does a really good job of, you know, compiling albums and the way that they sound, the way that songs sound together and placement and all of that. So I'm really interested to see how that turns out. And I don't think that, you know, one song that I might not have been the biggest fan of is a good indication of what the entire release is going to be like. 
Right. But it's also just interesting as someone who pretty routinely still listens to like their earliest releases. And I'm not trying to be that person that's like, oh, I want their stuff to stay the same forever because like they have to evolve. They're getting older um, as a band and as individuals. It's interesting just to see how far they've come. And I feel like they are a good group that you would say is taking a new direction because this seems pretty drastically different than most of their other stuff. Yeah. And I think with their last few releases too, you could sort of see them trying new things, but not necessarily straying too far, I would say. Like for me, I really enjoyed Save Rock and Roll, but I don't even know if I gave American Beauty American Psycho or American Psycho American Beauty. I can't even tell you the correct American Beauty name American for Psycho. the album. So, yeah. you know, I don't think I even listened to that one. And it, I don't think it happened for any particular reason. I think maybe there was just some other stuff that came out around the same time that I paid more attention to. And then as the year went on, I kind of just forgot about that release for whatever reason. So, you know, maybe before this comes out, I'll have to go back and listen to that release so that I can get an idea of where their sound went after Save Rock and Roll. And I did think that, you know, this single Young and Menace was definitely a lot different than a lot of the other stuff they've released. And I did, you know, write an article about it when I was doing an internship for the Inquisitor. And I didn't make it an opinion piece simply because the site didn't focus too much on those. So it wasn't a review or anything. I was simply posting the news that the song was out. And I think based on what I saw on Twitter, a lot of people are really enjoying the new direction they're taking. But because uh, the lead time is so big on this album, it makes me wonder what they're going to do. Like, are we going to hear half of the album by the time it comes out or something like that? Because, you know, it's the end of May when we're recording this, and this will be out on June 1st. So there's still, you know, three and a half months before this album drops. Yeah, they have to release something else. Yeah. And, you know, most bands, especially smaller ones in sort of the fallout boy scene, so to speak, some of them will give you like a month lead time, do a mm -hmm. single, do a single the week before it's out and then drop the album or something similar to that. And with this, it's just kind of curious why they announced it so early when they could have probably made better use of the time if they say announced the release in july or something like that yeah no definitely um i know that um i have a few friends who are really plugged into fallout boy um like specifically fallout boy and have been sort of on the edge of their seats for the past six months or so and thought that like knew that they had something in the works, but I remember it being like December and them thinking, oh, are they going to announce a release before the end of the year? So um, their timeline on this is definitely interesting. Yeah. And, you know, we both have three more albums that we want to talk about. So why don't we go ahead and move on to those? I will give you guys mine pretty quickly here because one is out literally the day after this podcast drops. So, you know, <laughs> by the time you guys listen to this, you probably won't, you know, 
need to hear me rambling on about how much I'm anticipating the release when it'll literally be out the next day. But one of my first picks is Bleachers. And, you know, four songs have already been released from Gone Now. And there's 12 songs on the album. So I've heard a third of this album already. And with as much as I enjoyed the first Bleachers album, which this is a situation similar to Lord too, because that Bleachers album came out forever ago, it mm-hmm. seems. And Jack Antonoff just sort of is really great at making this big summer sound on his records. And even though, you know, the four singles might not be like these super big pop summer vibes, you still get that feeling from at least some of them. So I think this is definitely an album that will be on repeat for a lot of people this summer, just like that first one was. So Callie, do you have plans to listen to this? I actually wasn't aware that there was a new one coming out, but I I like Bleachers. I probably, I feel like they're not a group that I have actively sought out their music, but every time I hear it, I'm a big fan and Jack Antonoff's super talented. Yeah. He seems to be able to do anything. So I yeah, I, I can definitely say I'll look into this one. Yeah. And, you know, luckily this one is out so soon yeah. that y- you won't have to do too much to remember that by, you know, two days from now or mm-hmm. a day from now for those of you listening on Thursday when this drops. But another one of the releases that I'm looking forward to is from a UK bl- a UK band called Royal Blood, and their album is How Did We Get So Dark? And it's out the same day as Lord's album, which is kind of unfortunate for them, but they're not a pop band. They're definitely more in the alternative rock type scene. So I I think they'll be okay, you know, releasing that on the same day. But the two singles from that are Lights Out and Hook, Line, and Sinker. And they're just both really really solid rock tracks. Now, Callie, have you heard of this band before or are they... I have not. Okay. So I think, you know, I don't even remember when I heard about this band, but I know it was from their last album, which was just their self-titled album. And that was back in, I want to say 2014. Yeah, it was 2014. So we have quite a few artists here who we've been waiting at least a few years to hear another album from. And I just remember giving a listen to their self-titled album. And I was like, I really dig the sound of this band. And when I got the press releases and everything that they had a new album coming out, I was like, did I miss an album somewhere in between here? Or is this, you know, them coming back? Because it felt like, you know, they were a band I sort of forgot about for a while. So I don't know if that alternative rock is kind of your thing, but it might be worth, you know, checking out the two singles or something like that to see if it is something yeah, you no, like. Yeah, definitely. It's a genre that I'm very drawn to. So I'll definitely be checking this out too. Awesome. And I definitely recommend this for any people who just want some, you know, like great guitar riffs and everything like that because they have those down. But The final album I'm looking forward to, I don't even know if it's going to be released just yet. Like nothing has been announced. There's no date. There's no single. There's no nothing. But 
Manchester Orchestra. There has been a lot of chatter about this band lately, so that sort of gives me the feeling that this is coming over the summer. And, you know, I was late to this band. This was a band I knew nothing about until college, and I had friends who were really into the band. And, you know, I even went to go see them live after they did the Cope and Hope releases. So, those albums really got me into the band and I'm hoping that I will be able to sort of go back and give a listen to their entire discography before they have this new album come out simply because I just don't have as good of a feel for how their sound has changed over the years but I know I really really like their latest stuff so I'm hoping we get something from them soon. Yeah I this is another one that I would be interested to see if they do release something. Um, I actually saw them open. I saw them once open for My Chemical Romance in 2012, I guess. And that was my biggest exposure to them. And I was really impressed. I was like, wow, like this is an opener that I really enjoy. And they were very well established by then. But um, I also came to know them at sort of a later time than many of the people I know. Yeah. And it's funny when I saw them, it was in a seated theater, which is odd for a concert, but it was so great because I didn't have to stand because, you know, like I love concerts, but I hate standing at them. (laughs) Like, so it was one of those, you know, win win situations for me, but it was still very strange (laughs) to be sitting Mm -hmm. down for a show like that. Usually I'm used to it when you go to like an amphitheater for like the country concerts or something like that and they have the seats there or the benches. But this, I was just like, this is so weird seeing a band like this in a seated theater. And it was it was either part of Temple University's campus or just across the street. I don't recall. I know it was like right there, though. So that was definitely quite the experience. But you also have three picks. So why don't you go ahead and tell me about the other three albums you're looking forward to? Okay. So just rereading them, I'm realizing... A lot of these are vaguely similar. Um, I promise <laughs> that I have a wider, uh, more varied taste in music. These are just sort of off the top of my head ones that I'm looking forward to. So the first one is Heim. And this was another one that I, like Lord, was waiting for pretty impatiently. I wasn't initially a huge fan of their sound. Okay. With Days Are Gone. And that came out three or four years ago. I don't really know why. There was something about, I just, it didn't do it for me. And then the more I listened to it, the more I really fell in love with it. And I was like, wow, this is really unique. They sound, this sounds like it wasn't made, you know, this year. This has a lot of um, similarities to some older music. And um, it's been a pretty long time since they've released anything. And I'm really looking forward to, um, I really enjoyed the first single off of this. I actually, I think it's called, or the album is called Something to Tell You. And the first single is um, Want You Back, I think. Okay. There's no video or anything for it. It's just an audio recording. And um, it's really, really good. And I'm really looking forward to, it sounds like on the first one, on their first album they were still pretty young like it was a really good release but I think now that they've had more experience 
it this could prove to be like a stronger sophomore album than their first. So that comes out July 7th and I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I th- I think for me that seeing them See? live sort of gave me more of a reason to check out their music. At least I'm pretty sure they were at Outside Lands when I went. I like recall seeing them live. They opened for Taylor Swift's last tour. I know. So I know a lot of people saw them without planning to. Like you don't necessarily think like Taylor Swift listeners would also be tuned into the sort of like girl power indie pop. Because this is like definitely not like the mainstream Taylor Swift pop. So that's yeah, I'd be really interested to see them live too because they're sisters. So I'm sure that the way that they perform together would be interesting just to see how they like play off each other. And then the next is uh, Waxahashi's Out of the Storm, Out in the Storm, not Out of the Storm, uh, which comes out July 14th. She is Katie Crutchfield, the mind and voice behind Waxahashi, is definitely in my like top five favorite musicians consistently. You know, I followed her stuff since she first released under this name and before that with her sister Allison Crutchfield who is also now releasing things and I felt that she's okay so this will be her fourth solo album and um it went from being the first one being really lo-fi and um just her and a guitar to progressively more band members like sort of a deeper sound and I thought that her third album, which came out in 2015, was better than the second. And I was a huge fan of it. I think it was really phenomenal. And um, some of the singles off of that were some have become some of her most popular songs to date. She's released one song off, or one single off this so far, I think. I think it's just one called Silver. And it's really, really phenomenal, in my opinion. Um, there's also a video that goes along with it. Um, there's something about her lyricism paired with she's got a really sort of raw voice and just command of the sound, whether it be just her on guitar, which she did have a song or two on the last album. It's just her and a guitar, but also more that weren't just that. And so I'm interested to see, like on the last album, there, I thought just there weren't any songs that weren't good. And so I have really high expectations for this. And um, I honestly think that she'll probably live up to them. I, I never know how to approach referring to a band when it's effectively one person's solo project with using, I should do singular or plural. Yeah. Sometimes I just default to artist, this artist. <laughs> Okay, that's that's actually a good thing to go by because I'm like 99.9% sure this is her solo project, but um, there's also a band involved and I always feel like people do credit is deserved. <laughs> right. Yeah, so that's probably my most anticipated of the summer. And um, like obviously compared to, you know, Fall Out Boy and Lord and um, some of those, it's not as anticipated as some of the more mainstream artists. Right. And then finally, I have Lana Del Rey's uh, newest. I 
I'm not entirely, I have to double check on which number this is, but um, it took me a long time to be open about the fact that I love Lana Del Rey. And that <laughs> was for no other reason than just people were so quick to just pair her with sort of like melodramatic teen internet culture. Then one day I was like, that's stupid. I like the way that her stuff sounds. I'm not sure there's like a whole lot more to it because so much of her music is sort of centered around like I'm a bad girl from California and I'm cold and hot and all (laughs) that and so it's like I've never thought of it as like particularly deep or like wow this really makes me think but I love the way it sounds and I love her voice and even her videos I think are really interesting she's created this whole image off of being sort of like sullen and um hardened and she's smiling on this new album cover which seems so trivial but I am interested to see if that actually plays into if this isn't direction change and also just summer is a time where I listen to a lot of pop music just because I don't know it's school's out more laid back like I feel like I'm not as stressed and it's when a lot of big pop releases tend to be and concerts and, you know, like the big tours of big mainstream artists happen, festivals. And so I'm interested to see what she does with this album, like comparing it to her first, which was like very DIY and, you know, she made like a music video just on a camcorder or something. And now it's got like millions and millions of views on YouTube. And now that she's pretty well established, I'm interested to see uh, how she plans to, you know, make her sound more refreshing, but also remain unique. Yeah. And I think that sort of happens with a lot of pop artists in general, you know, when they first start, you can definitely tell they're trying to find their footing and everything. And, a lot of them do have this sort of DIY thing. I know in the Modern Vinyl Facebook group that we have, I had mentioned, you know, Katy Perry having this Christian album from like 2001. Mm-hmm. So then technically Teenage Dream wasn't her second album, which I totally thought it was because I didn't know that Christian album existed. And I was like, oh, well, that well, that's new. So, yeah. You know, and, you know, Katy Perry also has an album coming out soon he as does. well. So yeah. I, I definitely agree with you that summer is definitely a good time for these pop albums to come out and you know, I think even some albums that are already out, like Paramore's After Laughter, might get a lot of attention this summer simply because it has that sort of summer vibe to it. And, oh, you know, like I said, some of these releases technically don't fall into the summer category, like, you know, anything before June 20th. But for most people, you know, June is the start of summer because, like you said, school's out. And, you know, people are taking vacations or whatever. We have Fourth of July coming up. So people get three day weekends and everything like that. So it's just really sort of that feeling of it being summer without, you know, it technically being summer. Yeah. I mean, I think that sort of the unofficial start to summer was this past 
weekend just because it was Memorial Day. Yeah. And so I use that when planning this as sort of the parameter of when to look. I can tell you that had Paramore not been released already, that would have definitely been on my list. Oh, of course. I am pleasantly surprised by that release because they seem to stray a lot from their roots and but it worked really well. But yeah, now that you mention it, there are a lot of pop releases this summer. And I, you know, was going down a list reading which like who was releasing what. And it's a lot there are a lot of like well established pop artists that have releases this summer that I had no idea were happening. So it's interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see like at the end, which ones people really liked and which ones just didn't really make the mark. Yeah. And we even have, you know, TLC coming back with an album and everything like that. So I think this summer will definitely be interesting. And obviously there are a lot of albums we didn't get to, but I think for me, you know, some of the June stuff, if it's stuff I've been sent already via press releases or whatnot, it's hard to anticipate that when you've already listened to it. So I kind of left some of those types of releases off. And I think there's definitely a lot that I'm going to at least be listening to. But I don't necessarily know how much I'll be like, okay, can't wait for this to come out. Can't wait for this to come out. It's like, all right, once it comes out, I'll just listen to it. And yeah, that's sort of that. But with the ones we did talk about, I think I'm just so interested in seeing where things go. Because the theme here was kind of like, we've been waiting for a lot of these releases for quite a few years now. So I think that sort of raises the anticipation for me, especially for, you know, Bleachers and Lord and whatnot. So I think there's definitely going to be something for everyone this summer. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny that you brought up TLC because I'm a big fan of theirs. And so I'm really looking forward to that as well. They've been missed a whole lot. It's interesting that they're making it a self-titled album too because every time a band or artist does that late in their career sort of like Paramore did a lot of bands will do that for like their first record or second record or something early on but when you have these bands doing it later on I'm just I'm always so intrigued by it I'm like ooh, what is this going to be (laughs) yeah no absolutely awesome well just as a reminder Megan and I will be back doing our book club episode next week so the schedule's been a little different here. We had a guest episode last week, and now we have this episode, which I wouldn't necessarily call it a guest episode since you are with Modern Vinyl. You know, it's just, you know, a different co host this week. And for anyone who needs a reminder, the book Megan and I are covering is Yeah, 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 The Story of Pop Music from Bill Haley to Beyonce by Bob Stanley. And it is a gigantic book, so we should have plenty to talk about there. Well, Callie, thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I know we probably could have talked about a lot more albums, but then we might have been here all day. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be a good summer for music. Yes, and we will definitely have to have you back on in the future to get your input on some of these albums and some of, you know, what's coming in the fall and winter or something like that. We will figure it out. But to our listeners... As always, thank you guys for listening, and we hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much.